T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Shout Cameron, John Rich. Am I remembering it right that this song was in Field of Dreams? When he's driving, yeah, like on his way to pick up Terrence Mann. Is that his name, Terrence Mann? It was. And yeah, I think this is when he's in that seventies. What would you even call that? It's not a van. It's a. I don't know what that thing is. Well, anyway, shout to Cameron John Ritchie, ninety-four WIP. So the birds win. It was uh, not not one of their, you know, best victories of the season. And and frankly, in, in in many ways, it was a game where for a good portion, I was pretty nervous. But the Eagles uh, pulled it out, and a credit to them in tough conditions pulling it out. Now, John, a team that did not pull it out yesterday is the New England Patriots. And we got to have a little fun at their expense. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and it really might cost them a playoff spot. I mean, that, that AFC, there's, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic battling for playoff spots. And the Patriots really compromised themselves yesterday by losing that game. And they did so. And we've seen some crazy endings in the history of sports. This was, to me, the craziest ending I'd ever seen in pro football. I mean, the Deshaun punt return, obviously, for, for our benefit as Eagles fans, was the most amazing regular season probably ending ever to walk off punt. But as far as pure absurdity, I had never in my life seen anything 
like what happened when New England lost to the Raiders yesterday. I think most people listening probably know, but if you don't, it's a tie game, 24-all. Patriots have the ball a little bit before midfield, but they're near midfield. And they decide to run a running play instead of a Hail Mary. Belichick said later he didn't think Mac Jones could get the ball in the end zone. Which three seconds left. Yeah, this last play. It looks the... like they're playing for overtime. Yeah. Run the ball and, you know. I mean, you're trying to score a touchdown, to but you know you period. probably won't. Like, you're, like yeah. the guy can run for 60 yards, great. He probably won't. So the guy gets, I don't know, about 30 yards down the field. And then. And of... I don't think he was expecting to have that sort of, you know, success. And then he was like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. We could actually score. So here. he laterals the ball. It was like a little bit of a bobble, and then he's like, "All right, I'll lateral it." And he successfully laterals the ball to a, to a teammate. The problem for him, for it for the Patriots is this guy that gets the ball. It's like he loses his brain and thinks, "Oh, I guess we're playing the lateral game now." So it's time to lateral the ball to someone else. Well, he laterals the ball 20, 25 yards backwards right to a Raiders player who, walk, who gets the ball, steamrolls Mac Jones, and runs 50 yards for a, a touchdown. Lateral. He tried to throw, throw it, it backwards. Throw it, yeah, it was like the, a Music City miracle. It was field yeah. back to the quarterback. i never seen anything like it I, my whole life. Let's listen. So first let's listen to how it sounded on the radio, Raiders radio network. Obviously, they're going to be full of tremendous joy. Um, craziest ending I've ever seen in an NFL game. Here's the winning side. Mac Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson. Breaks out of a tackle at the 50. Has the 45. Breaks away from another tackle. Pitches it backwards. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a step forward. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. He scores. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe what I just saw. Again. I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> That's awesome. Again. It's just, I've never seen anything Again. like it my whole life. I've never seen anything like that. So that's the winning side. That's the Raiders side. Then there's the Patriots side. I will say, <laughs> I was a little disappointed. I didn't feel that this announcer was as despondent as he should be, as downtrodden as he should be. He still calls the play with a certain degree of emotion. It's that, a pro, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't be, I couldn't be like this. Here's the Patriots radio crew, although the color commentator, he cuts in at the very end with a biting remark about how dumb this New England team is this year. Listen to the Patriots version of this call. He runs the middle, hit by Chandler, Jones slips, hit across the 45, with a stiffer, off the tackle, the 40, he lost the football, and Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back, and he throws it across, the fear for Oh, my God. He's picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks the ring for the 30. He There you go. So, John, I just I need a close up on Belichick's face. Yeah, I need his face during that entire ten seconds. My my first reaction was: Is Jacoby Myers going to get cut immediately after this game <laughs> for that idiotic <laughs> throw? Never what in my in life. What world what, are you thinking? What do you think it, the odds would have been if you had said that the dumbest play in the history of football yeah. would be by a Bill Belichick coach yeah. team? Yeah. And Belichick was asked after the game, like, did you instruct the guys to do that? And you could tell he wanted no part. Of, <laughs> like, of course, of not. course he did not. But he didn't want to sell the players out and say, yeah, I, I told him not to. Like he, 
So he did the whole like he was like uh, it was wasn't well executed. It was well we didn't execute that well. Like that was a mistake right there. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You just gained thirty whatever it was thirty something yards uh, with a run on the ground, and then you throw it back thirty something yards to right. the line of scrimmage. Well, John, think all the gamblers also. I don't know what the line was, but I'm sure it was less than six points, right? So. Oh yeah, I mean that was a win for Vegas. Yeah, yeah I mean that's well. Sure. It's, I mean it's probably a. I think it was like a one and a half point line or something. Yeah, so like you're that. talking about a game when it goes in overtime. You got everybody in America that bet the game can still win or lose. I mean mm-hmm. because you know it's headed to overtime, and then in that moment you either win or lose the bet on the basis of that absurdity. I whole life I've never seen anything like that. Let's go to the phones. A lot on the Eagles, obviously today. A little detour to make some some fun at uh, New England, but. Uh, the Birds with another win, a different kind of win for the Eagles, but they gutted it out. Let's go to Jeff in Wilmington. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, guys. The only thing better than seeing Belichick's face is if that happened to the Cowboys is seeing Jerry Jones's face. <laughs> That's so true. Man, dude, it's insane. Well, um, the, yeah, I'll tell you what, Jeff. The Cowboys <laughs> gave us a gift last year because something else yeah. we had never seen, to the best of my knowledge, was a team run a quarterback sneak to try to advance the ball as the clock is running out, and that's how the Cowboys lost a playoff game last year. Yep. I mean, that was yep. incredible, too. Well, as far as the Eagles go, I told James a win is a win. The good teams and the great teams, I don't know if we're great yet. We had to do it a little bit longer. They win games like that. They go into a, you know, a situation where we know it's going to be tough conditions. Yep. And, you know, I don't know – I don't. I didn't break it down like John has, and I kind of listened to what he had to say about the linebackers crashing in and, you know, basically breaking up the RPO as far as the running back was concerned. But I'm sure – I feel confident because this game happened now and not, you know, three, four weeks from now when we're in – or five weeks from now when we're in the playoffs. And that's kind of where I'm at. Well, I agree. Listen, I, I, um, I think, Jeff, I think it's significant and advantageous for the Eagles that they – that the game happened yesterday, exactly yeah. the way it happened. I I think Sirianni will dig in on the cold weather preparation, big time. Some of those some of those throws that Jalen made were amazing. The first the two interceptions, I think one was just got away from him, I think, and the other one, I think he forced it in. Well, the one of them, um, Quez, Quez yeah, Quez kind of stopped, and that that killed yeah, him. The other one yeah. was just a but, really bad read. And he was in the second half, he was just dropping them in left and right. It was it was unreal. Well, he did. He did adjust. And Jeff, thanks for the call. I mean, John, to, to Jalen's credit, you know, we're talking a lot about the wind and the cold weather. I mean, I can't imagine it improved in the second half. He adjusted to it. So you well, know, credit him there. Maybe warmed up a little bit. I mean, you get the the juices flowing. I don't. Know, maybe you could feel his hands. Maybe that helped. I mean, think think get warmer though. In the second half, he was much much better. He was way better. Yeah. He was way better. To Rob and Glenn Olden. Hi, Rob. Gentlemen, how are you doing this afternoon? Great, Rob. Listen, I got a couple of things I want to nitpick on here with the national media. Did you guys see the Sixers game at all Friday night with the Lakers? The yeah. Sixers-Lakers Friday. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, and, I, and I'm going to tie this into the Buffalo Bills game before I get to my Eagles point. They made several comments during the Sixers game. Oh, the Lakers are shorthanded. Oh, the Lakers are shorthanded. By my recollection, were the Sixers shorthanded as well? Sixers are shorthanded. Sure. Yep. Okay. Okay. Another point with the national media. And, and at the end, Joel and B when they interviewed him, he mentioned that he goes, "Oh, by the way, you know, we were shorthanded too." <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. That's one point. Second thing is, could you imagine? And maybe this is my defensive part of being a Philadelphia fan, born and bred. Could you imagine if that was us at the Buffalo Bills game, throwing ice balls on the ground? No question. That drove me nuts. And they were—they didn't make any comments. Like. I mean, well, I, I, 
watch NFL Network, ESPN, nothing ripping these fans. Nothing. Could you imagine if that was us? Unbelievable. I agree with you, Rob. I, I totally agree. Driving me nuts. But anyway, to the Eagles. Yep. That is, the, the Lions win and the Jaguars win looks pretty good right now, don't it? They don't look too bad after all, huh? The way the Lions are playing, the way Jacksonville's playing. So. You know, that's an interesting point. Two wins earlier in the year that look even yeah. better as those teams are in, yeah. round in the form. Yeah. I mean, I will say, the Eagles got Trevor Lawrence when he was less developed. He's obviously improved. And I thought Trevor Lawrence was significantly below average against the Eagles. But with Doug having two more months with him, it, Trevor Lawrence is clearly turning a corner. And this one, I'm not going to be hard on him about the win. Because, like you said, Hurts, numb hand, whatever. Jesse threw still threw 300-something yards and dropped some teen long balls in the second half. But also... Didn't Kansas City go to overtime with the worst team in football? And Kansas City is one of the Super Bowl favorites, right? So this sure stuff happens. It happens. We won the game. I, I was never in any doubt we were going to win the game. We locked up the number one seed. I'm going to call it now. The road comes through Philadelphia. Let's go easy. Yeah, I'm with you. I appreciate the call. Let me ask you a question. It struck me this weekend. I'll just ask it. Does Justin Jefferson enter this MVP candidate conversation at all or, or not? Because, I mean, he is having a ridiculous I think like, year. Like Cup was last year, we got mentioned, but was never right. actually going to win it. I think he'll be part of the discussion. You know, he's he's going to finish five third or fourth, guy. though, yeah. right? Yeah, top five guy. But think. not one. No. no. Yeah, I think you're right. 215-592-9494. We're up ahead. Elliot Shore Parks, the latest on the, uh, on the birds, his assessment of yesterday's game and where they go from here. Elliot plus all the calls on 94 WIP. Hey, it is gift card season, and Wawa is your one-stop shop for all gift cards. From Wawa gift cards, Wawa e-gift cards, or a gift card from your favorite brand, Wawa has a gift card for anyone and everyone on your list. Stop on in and get a Wawa gift card for someone special like a coworker, your mail carrier, landscaper, or trash collector. Conveniently available right there on the rack at the register, and the amounts, they start at just 10 bucks. While there, you can pick up a card from your favorite brand like Amazon, Google, Sony, or Microsoft. So as we get near the holidays here and it's time to lock in on some gifts, stop in and get a Wawa gift card, a great gift for anyone on your list. Boy, he's really been good. Hassan Reddick. You know, we've had some really good free agent signings through the years with the Birds. You know, John Runyon comes to mind. Troy Vincent comes to mind. Ricky Waters, even though it started shaking that first game, was a great player. This Reddick guy, man, he's ranking up there. John Reddick, Slay, or Hargrave, Defensive Player of the Year for the team. Because I heard on the postgame yesterday, NBC Sports Philly, I think I think it might have been Ruben Frank. They were talking about how it seemed like it was Slay in the beginning of the year. You know what? It's, t- it's tough. Uh, you don't get the production at defensive tackle that, that wows people, uh, but Javon – his his production is wowing. So you think Reddick though is past Slay? But I th- yeah I think Reddick is such a man. He's such he's a weapon. And and you know yesterday, uh, BG was coming off a great game. Yep. The the game before that was not a great setup for him yesterday. You know the the quickness of the quarterback and his ability to set that edge against the run. It it sort of was more tailored to Reddick's skill set. You know, being able to to shine on on that particular day, uh, but I thought you saw just a major difference in in you know high end speed and agility between Reddick and BG yesterday. I agree, and Sweat as well. I mean, Sweat is he's really playing good. Yeah, he's playing. And he's got you know he's he reminds me a little bit of Derek Burgess Sweat. And the thing about Derek mm. Burgess when Derek Burgess came on with the Eagles in '04 when he returned from that injury, it was really unfortunate. 
that he was headed to free agency, and with such a great collection of guys, they lost him. They lost Burgess right when he started becoming good. And I see Sweat as someone similar to Burgess stylistically, and, of course, you got him on a contract for some years to come here. So Sweat's so much longer than Derek Yeah, Burgess. he is longer. Sweat, I mean, Sweat's really long. He's one of the longest, you know, they've had. Yeah. All right, Elliot Shore Parks joins us shortly. Let's go to Tyrone in Middletown. Hi, Tyrone. Hey, good morning, guys. Great show. Oh, sorry. Good, good afternoon, good sir. How are you, Tyrone? Oh, yeah. Great game. Um, watching the Eagles yesterday. Uh, I must admit, I'm very happy to see our team being 13-1 and leading the NFC East and number one seed going into the playoffs. And uh, potentially, we probably have contenders for coach of the year, a player of the year, a D-line of the year. <laughs> You know, a lot of awards. They should win them all, Tyrone. And they, and they, they probably won't win them all, but they yeah. should win Coach of the Year, they should win Executive of the Year, and they should win MVP. I mean, they, they, they should. Definitely, because this is a historic Eagles team in the fact that I don't know if we've ever had this many wins in one year. I mean, you probably have to go back to 1960 when uh, I have to read the history books or something like that. But, um, but also, the one thing that concerns me, though, realistically, is that Jalen? I think he's taking too many hits, and I think yeah. uh, the I think the coaching staffs. I, I think they really are taking them for granted to the extent that someone I had overheard a comment where someone had said, "This looks like a game where I think we should run Jalen more," and I think that that uh, you don't you don't in a lot of situations you don't understand who how good something is until you lose. And I, well, and I yeah, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this, Tyrone, I'll tell you this. They're playing with fire, man. I mean, Jalen Hurts is obviously bigger and tougher than, than most QBs, and so he can he can take more, but he is not indestructible. I mean, listen, we saw Rocky take down the seemingly indestructible Drago. We saw UNLV lose 1991 to Duke. We saw it affect Someday Jalen, Jalen Hurts could get year. injured. Like, it could happen. It did happen last year, John. You're right. It was an ankle. Yeah. I mean, he's, we saw Mike Tyson lose. If Mike Tyson can lose, Jalen Hurts can get injured. And, and they are playing with some fire there. Yet again, James, another example of when I give references, I go to the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, like, I could have said we saw the Patriots losing. That's what I thought you were going to say. Nope. Yeah, it's going to be like 16 no Patriots. I went Drago. Sure. I went Tyson. And I, and I went uh, UNLV. Yeah, what are you going to do? All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk to our next guest. We love having Elliot Shore Parks on the show. And, of course, we love a 13-1 football team. How you doing, Elliot? Well, I feel like I'm in Miami after being in Chicago for the last few <laughs> yeah. days. It feels you know, tropical here in Philadelphia. But unlike Howard Eskin, you're not complaining about it. Like, you're just oh, commenting yeah. on it. Because Howard, man, when he called it, holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to stand outside for four hours. So I will say his was a little tough. Yeah, but, but he'll, yeah. he'll let you know he had to stand outside for four hours. And that's where Howard yeah. loses some credibility there. It's like, yeah, we know Howard. We know. All right, Elliot, <laughs> let's get to it. Speaking of outside, um, agree or disagree, Nick Sirianni hopes in the next month to get some really cold weather days on Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays so we can get Jalen Hurts and the Eagles outside for practice and try to ramp up the preparation for mid to late January in the playoffs in Philadelphia. I mean, I thought there was a real lesson there yesterday. Clearly, Hurts struggled for a while with the elements. And if I'm Sirianni, that is a real priority in the next month to try to practice. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And, you know, we can give our opinion on what we think about it, but Jalen himself said it was a problem yesterday, right? So there's there's no real debate about it. This is something that he acknowledged was an issue. He said, it, you know, his hands were numb and 
you know, that's why he kind of got off to a, a bad start. So, yeah, it's very clearly an issue. Um, and they're going to be playing home playoff games in January. This win yesterday pretty much wrapped that up. So the good news is I think this is a problem that is should be easy to fix. You know, this shouldn't be that complicated. Just figure out a way to make sure his hands are feeling warmer at the start of the game. I would think with all the sports science they have going on down there at the NovaCare, with a full month, they should be able to figure that out. But, yeah, he admitted it was a concern, so it's definitely something they have to work on. Miles Sanders had 42 yards on the ground yesterday. Which is more true? Uh, the coaches got away from the run game or the Bears took Miles Sanders away? I, I guess I would lean that it's the coaches, uh, you know, kind of leaning away from the run game. But I don't think it was an in-game thing. I think it was they went into that matchup with the Bears yesterday feeling very confident they could throw the ball. And I know that how much a coach runs the ball is always going to be a, a hot topic here in Philadelphia. But if we all agree that Jalen's the MVP, and we all agree A.J. Brown's awesome and Devontae Smith is awesome, I can't fault the head coach for going into a game and saying, all right, I'm going to pass the ball, right? And then if it's not going well, okay, maybe you, you, you do run it a little more. I think too much of any extreme is not a good thing. And Miles should have had it more in the first quarter and a half. But Jalen is the MVP. A.J. Brown is awesome. So I could see why you wouldn't abandon a game plan after a few bad series. We gave up 157 yards on the ground. How big a problem is that? Well, I'm assuming that's including the Justin Fields yards, right? Yeah. 150. Yeah. So I, mean, I think 95. that's a bit of a – Right. So it's a bit of a unique case there because, you know, then you subtract Justin Fields, you're only at 60-something yards. So I thought they were they were pretty good against the run. Obviously, Justin Fields, he's a special athlete. You saw that on the big, long run that he had yesterday that was almost a touchdown. He's very hard to tackle. I did think that – some of the effort on that play, you know, was not ideal. But overall, I think this this run defense has shown against really good running teams over this last month that they can stop the run when they need to. And the good news for them is there's no Justin Fields coming up in the playoffs. All the quarterbacks they're going to face, presumably, are nowhere close to him as a runner. So I, I don't think it's a big concern. Uh, Kayvon Wallace got a lot of action. How did he end up playing? I thought he actually did did pretty well, and this was a spot where I, you know, I have to look at his snap counts again, but I think he played quite a bit. Yeah, he played a lot. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know, I guess the best compliment you could probably give him is there weren't almost any moments where I said, "Oh, yeah, there's Kayvon, right? Like I thought he did a good job. Mm -hmm. It's a good opponent. It was a good opponent for him to go up against. They're not a, a good passing team by any stretch, so I think it fits well to his game. Um, you know, I still think they really need Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. I think Reed Blankenship was playing at a high level. But yeah. props to, to Kayvon for stepping into that spot and uh, playing well. What about Avante Maddox, uh, second game back? Yeah, I, th I thought he played well, too. I mean, he had the forced fumble along the sideline. Yeah. Um, and they moved him around quite a bit, too. You know, I, I mean, Kayvon was, you know, he did get a lot of snaps there at safety. But they moved Avante uh, around, too. So, I, I, you know, they were somewhat creative and how they uh, used him. So, yeah, I thought Avante, you know, the hamstring injury coming off of how long he was out, it's a concern as to will he be able to come back and be the same player? How will he recover in between games? And so far, all indications is that, that it's going really well. Was Brett Kern, our new punter, better than Aaron Sipos? <laughs> well, he didn't punt him much yesterday. What, yeah, he punted two. Two, two or three times, right? Yeah, yeah. so I guess, I mean, I, I thought Sipos was kind of, in this city, uh, you know, unfairly criticized at times. I know he was not great, but the last, you know, month, six weeks where he was punting before he got hurt, I thought he was fine. So, you know, Brett Kern, yeah, I thought he stepped in yesterday and uh, and did a good job. But, 
this team is not going to be punting much. So I, you know, there you go. How big of a deal it is. Elliot Surf Parks with us here. Elliot, Eagles-Cowboys on Saturday, short week. We yeah. had a caller, or maybe it was two, earlier today, advocate, yeah, maybe a little hold some stuff back. I don't think he was saying don't play the players, but – Elliot said yesterday he would uh, consider. All right, so what's your mindset now, Elliot? The Eagles won, Cowboys lost, Minnesota won. Eagles' magic number, I guess, is one, I believe, right, for the conference. So would you play all the players? Would you not show your best plays? If you're Sirianni, what are you doing here? Yeah, I think that yesterday's win pretty much moved the the goalpost past this Cowboys game. This Cowboys game – It'll be a fun game. It's Christmas Eve. It's a rival. I understand fans that want to go and beat Dallas. Emotionally, I get that. But the best decisions in life are not made through emotion. And if you're looking at where this team is at right now, their goal is the Super Bowl. They pretty much have home field locked up. Their goal now is to do whatever they can do so when January comes, they are the most prepared. Uh, what are you saying? Are you saying don't play no. Jalen Hurts? What I'm saying is I would seriously consider resting the guys. I mean, I think you would have to talk to the, the leadership to a certain extent to see how they feel, but I wouldn't show anything. I would not give away whatever game plan you have to, to beat the Cowboys. I think this game now is mostly meaningless. It's mostly a meaningless game. So They still haven't locked it, it up. They but they will. Have, though, but they, they, they will. They need one win in the last three games. Yeah. And I think going all out, against a divisional opponent on a short week that's your third straight road game, the way Jalen's been getting hit, I would be I would seriously consider, you know, mm. almost just tanking this game away. Well I, I think this is crazy. Yeah, I can't go there. I, I don't why though? Why? Because you have not locked you haven't locked it up. You want the one seed that's still up for grabs. You have you to win. They you have think to lose. Lose the next three games. No, you think they're going to lose. Okay, well then, if you don't think that, then the best thing this team can do is prioritize health. We well, hold on, but hold on, but Elliot, here's part of what I don't like your your plan here because you're you're walking a fine line between saying don't show your full hand, but maybe play the players. So here's my deal: I'm not going to play Hurts and not scheme my best to try to win. I mean, I might not pull out a, a flea flicker that I could use in a, in a divisional round in the playoffs. But here's my thing. If I'm putting Jalen Hurts out there, then I'm trying to win the game. Because I don't want the Dallas Cowboys to feel a sense of momentum that they beat the Eagles with Hurts. I just don't want that. Yeah, and I, I understand that because what you're basically saying is don't go halfway in. Either yeah, do I mean, it or don't 100% do it, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're not going to yeah. play Hurts, then don't play Hurts. But don't play Hurts and, you know, put three toes in the water. If Hurts is in the game, ten toes in the water, let's try to win. Can you imagine the and, backlash if we just say, hey, guess what? Jalen's not playing this week. Like It's it, not going to happen. We're, we're, for it's not for gonna rest happen, reasons. There was a lot of backlash when they rested starters against Washington. That was the right decision. There was a lot of backlash when they rested guys throughout training camp. That was the right decision. So this is a team that has shown that I agree. They're not going to sit their guys in, in Christmas. I think it's our Christmas Eve. It's more just an interesting discussion. But I don't believe backlash would be okay. why they wouldn't. How Elliott did Hurts look to you after the game? I mean, the shoulder shot to me was the scariest hit he's taken the entire season. By the yeah. way, he took some other big ones including that one he was running up the middle, and the dude just drilled him and just put him backwards. Um, how did he physically look after the game? He looked, to me, normal. I didn't notice, you know, ice on his shoulder and, or him moving any slow or anything like that. I did think there was an interesting quote he gave uh, on the field after the game. He was asked about how his shoulder was, 
And he said, basically, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think mm. that's being a little overlooked. So I do think he took a lot of hits yesterday. Um, and yeah, I mean, he looked fine again, physically walking around the locker room at the podium. I thought he looked fine, but there's no question. It was a cold game and he took a lot of hits, especially to that shoulder. So mm. it's, it's not good leading into the playoffs. Elliot, uh, Sirianni will talk coming up in about two hours. And I know John and Ike will carry that press conference. Um, What's the most important question to ask Sirianni uh, for the stretch run and after that game? Yeah, I'm not sure Sirianni is speaking today. I think oh. they're doing things a bit different because it's a short week. Um, I could be wrong with that, but I believe that that's what their plan is. But mm. but, but when he does you. talk, yeah, when he does talk, I mean, I do think the most important question is related to health. You know, how is he going to handle this game on Saturday? How is Jalen feeling? Is he concerned about the hits Jalen's taking? That's the biggest priority for this team over the next three weeks, staying healthy and getting ready for the playoffs. All right. Elliot, wonderful stuff as always, man. Thanks so much, bud. Yep, talk to you guys. All right, there he is, Elliot Shore Parks. I mean, James, are you with him at all on the considering not playing players thing? Absolutely. Yeah, of course I am. All right, so talk to me. Why? Well, I think you made a lot of good points. Look, the Eagles either need one win or one Dallas-Minnesota loss, and they clinch. Like It's not just a win. They just they have a magic number of one. If it were, I mean, they're gonna get the ones. They're gonna get the ones. Yeah, right. We want them to play against the Saints anyway, right? We want to get that draft pick game, all that. Why would you go against a team that you theoretically and very likely will play in the playoffs the way this shakes out? Yep. Why would you show them anything? Why would you put your guys in danger on a short week coming off a game in the freaking freezing cold where you guys got beat the hell up? You're going third straight road game. Like, why? Why? I get it. Because it's fun. It's you want to be down. But come because on, man. Like, you want to win the Super everyone. Bowl. It's about winning the Super Bowl. It's about winning the Super Bowl. It's about measuring risk. And they've done a great job with it all year at Elliott's Point. Whether it's the preseason stuff, which they were right about. Everyone who yelled, whatever, wrong. They were right. Right? And, like, it's all about winning the Super Bowl. It's all about being healthy for that moment. Like, why wouldn't you consider well, it at least? I'm not saying you have to. About- and they won't. But, like, they should certainly consider it. If it's all about winning the Super Bowl, you want to lock up that one seed. And I don't think sitting on this and waiting it out and sort of meandering your way into the postseason is the way you go about this. And I do think that Saints game, they're going to play. So, so well, I think that's part of James' Even point. less of a reason. John, exactly. I think that's part of his point. Because they're going to play against the Saints for that draft pick, what James it's is saying. crazy. I'm just it's saying what he's saying is punt, punt, punt on the Dallas game. the dogs and – punt on a divisional opponent I, I just I can't imagine that happening. well look I too am struggling to imagine it happening I will say James you grabbed my attention there I, I I'm not comfortable with it but <laughs> I, you know there's a lot in life these days we're getting used to not being comfortable with like the Eagles not playing anything in the preseason and not you know and guys are just stretching in training camp instead of hitting and uh John these players get days off on Wednesdays and Thursdays for something called uh, let's see what it's called. Rest. So player rest. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, resting. Player. All right. Well, we'll 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 throw that in the mix, and I'm sure we'll be discussing that as we move forward with the week. Let's go to the phone. I'll tell you what. The NFL will not be happy if the Eagles shut it down. By the way, the Eagles would probably be. I don't know this, but I can't imagine I'm not thinking accurately here. They would probably, John, be the first team in the history of professional football to shut players down before clinching the one seed. Right? I mean, that seems unfathomable that that would have ever occurred before. All right. Well, if you want to react to that, you certainly can. Let's go to Brian in Wilmington right now. Hi, Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, Brian. Love the show. Uh, It's hard to 
realistically uh, differ from what you guys say. You guys know what you're talking about, so I love listening. Uh, Definitely on your guys' side for pretty much everything you said. But let me just say this. I, I've been a Philly uh, Eagles a Philly fan in general, 360, yep. for my whole life. I'm 36. I've moved to California. I've moved to Houston. Uh, still an Eagles fan. I've watched mostly every single game. Uh, and well, I will say when we were in the World Series, when we were in the World Series uh, for the Phillies, it was very, uh, I think, energetic and explosive of the city to have the Eagles come through and at this point be undefeated. Uh, but looking at when we were, you know, contention for Super Bowl potentially, and we actually won that year. Um, I was watching LeGarrette Blunt run the ball. I'm watching Smallwood run, run the ball. I'm watching uh, defenses just get tired out. Um, if you notice last uh, game that we just had yesterday, uh, the possession was in uh, not our favor. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have much time first and second quarter. With, well, first off, they the can't, well, to be clear, Brian, they turned the ball over a couple times, so that was part of it. Of course, but what I'm saying for a key here is our defense was just getting tired, honestly. Uh, I believe that we, we run that ball. Uh, we don't really utilize uh, Hurts. I think staying in is a great option for him. Uh, he will absolutely I don't. I don't agree with you, Brian. I really don't. I, I, I know what you're saying. You're nitpicking a game where they didn't control the time of possession as much as they normally do, but to make a sweeping conclusion that the Eagles essentially are not um, – uh, scheming things up the right way or deploying their resources the right way. I just think that's inaccurate. Well, I mean, look, I would love to see Jalen uh, just sit back, have Minshew come in and, and do what he does. Uh, I think that would be a great option. Uh, I'm cool with it either way, but yeah. after seeing uh, some hits that he took yesterday, yeah, I mean, no game is easy. No all right, all right listen, easy. Brian, we got you. I mean, John, maybe there's more people out there that don't want to play the Eagles starters against Dallas than I would think. I mean, to me, that's shocking, but I, I guess everyone rev your engines and we'll I'm see where people's opinions go this week. Just dead set against it. Well, let me ask you. You, you okay. have to go and, and actually cinch this up. Let right? me ask you this question. John, let me ask you a question. I think it's a reasonable question to be asked. If you had to choose one of the next two games to play your starters versus Dallas or versus the Saints, which one would you prefer the Eagles play their starters in? If I have to choose one, why do I have to choose one? Well, you don't, but they might only play in one. Yeah, just if you had to. Why is it just the bare minimum is appropriate? Well, for just to be clear, Andy, Andy. Well, just no. But just no. You didn't accept the bare minimum. But hold on, hold on, hold on. John, you and your 04 Eagles did accept it. You guys got shut down with two games left. Andy Reid said, we ain't playing starters. So it actually happened to you. Now, you happen to be injured. But what was Donovan going to say, nope, I'm playing, Big Red. No, Andy's like, everyone get your butt on the bench. And for two games, the Eagles didn't try. I mean, they played the starters in the 15th game for like a possession. And then he got the whole team out. They didn't play the rest of the game. They didn't play it all with the 16th game. Like, okay. He just and said. That, and that was when, every, when the deal was sealed. The deal was sealed. It, it, it was the deal is not well, sealed. Yeah, okay, fair. So fair point. You have to go out and play this game like it's your last and make this thing happen. And then the game after that, it happens to be an extenuating circumstance where I do believe you should try to put them away too. I, I agree with that. For draft purposes, At least I, for I, this team moving forward. I think I, I do. I 
I, I think it's important. James, what do you got in there from a Philly standpoint? Talk yeah, to so the Phillies are starting their season against the Rangers Thursday, March 30th. ESPN just announced. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Slow, slow down. Eagle, Phillies, Rangers. That's a horrible first game. Yeah, it's a horrible first. This was home, announced a while Home or away? It's away. It's in Texas. Oh, for the love of yes. God. So they start on the road against an American League team. Yeah, which also really oh, dumb, too, because they're in Texas with, a, I think they have a dome there, and they still have the day off after. It's Thursday, and then they're off Friday for, like, rain delay days or whatever. But I they're in that. Texas, which is super dumb. But uh, ESPN just announced Phillies Rangers will be the very first Sunday night baseball game of the season. Okay. So a national start to the season for the Phillies. Well, that part is fun. So someone in the National League has to play someone in the American League at all times because there's 15 National League Correct. teams and there's 15 American League teams. So on opening day, there's always one National League team that plays one American League team. Phillies happen to get stuck with that. That's a negative. That's a, a bummer of a start. But, and by the way, that'll be against DeGrom. Well, it, right? yeah, it, well, no, that game, DeGrom will probably be the opener. They'll open the season against DeGrom. The Sunday night game will be the third game of the season. Oh, so. you're saying the Sunday night. They will be the Sunday night, oh, first Sunday saying, night baseball game of the year. I, got, the I thought you were saying Rangers. Thursday is, is no, a, no, no, no. Thursday is just a day of baseball. Uh, well, they will face Degrom to start. They'll face Degrom to start the season. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. John, it'll be also real quick. Though, with Wheeler this, versus Degrom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that part's cool. That's super cool. With the scheduling though, it will be a little different this year because it is the balanced scheduling. This is the year they're changing over where they will not just play the NL East a bunch. They're playing all teams right. equally, so it's going to be a very different type of season all national league teams equal oh i believe it's all teams well period. it's not all and they're not playing they're the playing A's the american league a lot more they're playing every team in baseball now it's a balanced schedule like they're gonna Look play into every- that there's no way they play the american league teams as much as they play the Mets. And not at, oh and no not quite as much but it's a lot less dude like they're they you, cut but it i'm down. saying that you said yeah. all it's not no, all no, no, not quite as much but it's close it's, it's okay. pretty wild i'll check okay. out the exact details all right joe to camera and uh john richie on a busy day here a lot of eagles to react to we'll continue to do so on 94 wip If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you know that a great point-of-sale system can truly make a difference in your success. It's hard to find a company that offers everything you need and is willing to customize a game plan to fit your individual needs. Well, if you've been looking for the perfect POS partner, you need to call my friends at PDQ Signature Systems. PDQ has everything you need for success, including mobile POS, self-service kiosks, enterprise reporting, contact functionality, data and cybersecurity, and the best service and support in the industry. PDQ POS is the fastest, easiest, and most reliable POS available. That's why PDQ POS has been the top-rated restaurant management system for over 35 years. Whether you have a single-location restaurant or thousands of locations, Joe Flynn and his team will create a custom game plan that will help your business succeed. Trust me, if you want a point-of-sale system that will truly make a difference, you need PDQ POS. Schedule your free demo and business consultation today at pdqpos.com. That's pdqpos.com. You don't hear this song as much anymore. Then again, you don't have the Eagles 13-1 that often, so such is life. 13 and 1. What an incredible record. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIPR. Let's continue the uh, reaction on the phone lines with Robert right now in Germantown, who, by the way, bro, sent us some food today. And Robert, let us say for the 15th time that you've brought food to us. Thank you, sir. Well, only when the Eagles win. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been a lot lately. It sure has. Great well, stuff. Love it. Uh, enjoy, Thank you, Robert. Enjoy it. 
enjoy it. Special Christmas shakes, I gather. I haven't tried them. Hope they were good. Amazing. Well, two questions for you guys. First off, where was BG during the game? What I looked at the stat line, was he injured? Or did he no, play he played. Look, I thought it was the first time this year. I'll just be candid. I thought he looked old. I mean, I just he played a great game two games ago. I thought yesterday, not as much. So it's not the end of the world. But I, I did not think it was, you know, his Brandon finest performance. Brandon Graham, it, it, and it was a different amount than I was accustomed to seeing with Brandon Graham. You know, when he was out there on the field, it felt like it was a lot late. And it was th- – there were times where that uh, – who was it? Uh, 48 uh, Johnson, the other – is it Patrick Johnson, I think, was on the field as the opposite pass oh, wow. rusher from hmm. him. So yeah. it was different, and he he only had uh, 16 snaps on the day. Yeah. Well, here's my second question. So thinking ahead, uh, you know, with the whole draft and we should beat New Orleans, I think we have a shot at one of three top guys. My question to you, boys, is which would you pick? Would you pick a wide receiver, a running back, or a defensive end? We're going to have – Well, they're not going to they're not gonna take a wide receiver. I think they'll take Definitely. it. To, no, they're going to take a receiver in the in the first round of the draft. You're saying? Well, you guys were down on Quiz Watkins earlier. Yeah, but you. you don't you don't you don't overstock with a third uh, prime target when you have more important positions on the football team. That'd be three Running first back. round picks on wide receivers in four years. Yeah. <laughs> now, Robert, I listen without knowing where they'll pick and all the players in that range. My sensibilities are: I would be very surprised if they don't take either a defensive lineman a cornerback, cornerback yeah. or a safety. But it, but okay. you have to ha- – look, you know there's always corners and, and defensive linemen somewhere in the top 15. There's not always a safety. What about a linebacker? It, it, it won't happen. I, I understand gonna, that nah. that's not the way they operate. Nope. I think defensive end is probably the best the best odds, depending on, on who's sitting Also there. defensive tackle, John. They're yeah, not, I was going to say defensive line. Yeah, John, they're not for the long haul at defensive tackle. I mean, think of it this way. Hargrave, yeah. a free agent. Fletcher, a free agent, and and probably There's no gone, way they bring Fletcher right? back. Sue you know, and, and Joseph. Not, Fletcher's not on the final tally, uh, the, the game yeah. sheet. Fletcher was out there for. Oh, he didn't get any credit for that missed fumble recovery that That's, wasn't on the game oh, sheet. Exactly. Yeah. exactly, that wasn't on there. Or Fletcher no? had forty brutal. snaps. He had nothing to show for it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Look to me, if you just say where are they most barren as they project to next year, it's defensive tackle. It's literally Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. Oh, I'm sorry, and <laughs> good point, and, and Jordan Davis. But you I mean, know they like they like to have three dudes, like and he's and dudes. he's not a rusher. Like you know, they want right. they like to have a guy who can get to the quarterback. I think yeah. you got to prioritize re- re-signing Hargrave. They might. Well, you, look, you can try, but it doesn't mean you will. His contract that he's on right now was, I think. Three years, thirty-nine, something million. like that. That's what it was. Yeah, three thirty-nine. He's done a nice job, man. A nice signing, man. Yeah. By the way, speaking of contracts, we did not cover it Friday, and we should have. Uh, John, your quest, which I told you it just wasn't going to happen, to get Rondone to the Phillies, went awry. So he gets a hundred and sixty-two mil, six years, and um, who's Rondone? Rondone, whatever his name. Rodone. Is. Rodone. <laughs> Whatever that guy's name is. He ain't a Phil, so what do, his I, name. What, what do I care if I say his name right? He's not a Phil. Um, James, no no surprise there, right? I, no. Wait, how many years you say? Six and 162. Yeah, he was going for six. Wow. Not a surprise. 
Not a surprise at all. And the Phillies, surprising the Yankees get spending money again. How about that, though? The Yankees are back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> did they ever really go anywhere? I mean, kind of. They it haven't won the same they, type of thing. Well, they haven't won anything, but no, they never stopped spending spe- money. Yeah, but not to the like they would. You're right. They I mean, would they spend gave money. Garrett Cole. They gave yeah. a pitcher yeah. two years ago three hundred Stanton contract on and all that. I mean, yeah. my God. Let's go to our buddy Jose in Norristown. Yo, Jose. What up, the cameras? What up, Jose's? What up, Richie? Hello, Jose's. Not so much, number 48 and 40. What up, Seltzers? What up, Jose's? Jose, it's always good to hear from you, pal. You know that. I know, man. It's it's great to be here. Number one, uh, I want the division. I want home field advantage. Then we we could discuss resting players, okay? Beating Dallas on Christmas Eve is the mission. Ruining their Christmas is another mission. So... I don't want to hear about resting starters, uh, lowering down the playbook. Beat Dallas. End of discussion. Well, we'll see. I mean, I tend to think what you're saying is probably the way it'll go, but I've been struck by multiple people today making an argument otherwise. I want the division. I want home field. I want the more Well, but yeah, just know this. Part of James's point is you're going to get home field whether you play the players against Dallas or not. And he's and, he, and he's right about that. You will. I mean, the Eagles because Dallas lost and because the Eagles have a tiebreak over Minnesota. The Eagles have like I forget what the odds tell you. Here's what Joe D tells you. They got a 99.9% chance to get home field. They're going to have home yep. field advantage. It is not yep. 99. It's point. 99. Hold on, hold it's on. 99. According to 538. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Elliot just put this out. According to 538, it's 99% to get the one yeah. seed. And if they lose to Dallas, it drops to 98%. Wow. That's amazing. I don't, I don't feel that confident about it, guys. In terms of using that information to determine whether you tank against Dallas or not, that, again, crazy idea, not the right plan of attack and what about the fact that the new orleans saints aren't they still technically like alive in their division and the giants will be fighting for a wild card it might spot. not be the giants might already have clinched a playoff spot by then with the with that win last night because now they have the tiebreaker over washington like the giants are are really good Wait, no, what's the giant i'm missing this what's the giants he, the last game of the week is or the last game of the season against the giants so he's saying the giants might have something to play for that last week i'm saying i don't think right. they will have something to play for. well it's basically gonna be like the giants versus washington versus the lions correct is pretty much the way it looks. And they like have it. the tiebreaker and an extra win over Washington, so they're in really good shape with that one. Okay, what about the Lions? Well, do you care? Yeah, you just got to beat I, one of I those think two. You care that that you've got a the league might care, but motivated, I don't care. You got two motivated teams. You have to take full advantage of seizing the the clinch. You got to clinch it before you start even considering the possibility of sitting guys. Yeah, but okay, here let me let me frame this a different way. Here's what James is saying if I may translate James. Let's let's just take a, an extreme example. I got Michael Jordan on my basketball team. I'm going to win the game because I got Michael Jordan on my basketball team. Does it really really matter if I bring Jordan back in in the fourth quarter to try to close it out with 7 minutes to go or 8 minutes to go? Like I'm going to win either way. That's what James is saying. The Eagles are going to be the one seed. Be the one seed either way, and so you're saying, James, strongly consider not playing the players versus Dallas. Exactly right. And you're saying that in part because if you had to choose one to play them in, you'd prefer it be against the Saints 
so the Eagles have a better draft pick next year via the Saints pick. Exactly right. Look, you can have a week off, play against the Saints, another week off. You know, I mean, get guys ready for the playoffs. I mean, John, as a player, forget – I know what you're saying, John. God, I know get what you're saying. Get guys ready for the playoffs by playing. Well, what about the bye week concept, that it's good for the body, it's good for the mind? Like, this would be a second bye week. You've got, you've got a bye coming up when you start yeah, the no. playoffs. You, you want multiple buys? I, yeah, look, maybe. It, it, so is he, being, is he being a lunkhead over here? Is he, opening, is he opening his mind up, or is he being stubborn in the traditional He's being sense? stubborn, yeah. I can't believe you'd feel good. Well, I'm about, starting to about, get swayed to James's I mind. I cannot believe you feel good <laughs> about leaving it, leaving it to chance to some degree before you've clinched it. Sitting, well, your your starters. Like James that, said, it's a, it's an it's a that it's is a not a wise a flex, move, it, and and that could come back and bite you. Yeah, the gods might not be happy, but uh, 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 what do we really care? The gods don't even exist anyway. When we say the gods, they're not even real anyway. Jared Cameron, <laughs> I mean, really, all this talk about the gods, really? I don't think so. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie, on ninety four WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.